This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 76. This episode is brought to you by my YouTube channel, which you can find by going to 41more.com forward slash YouTube. Make sure you hit that red subscribe button so you will see all the latest videos that come out. I love to share resources, unboxing of curriculum, and whatever else will be a help to you as a homeschool mom. So definitely check it out at 41more.com forward slash YouTube. Welcome to episode number 76. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 76. And as we're right about to start a new homeschool year, I know there are a lot of parents that are new homeschoolers this year, maybe because your kids are finally old enough to be doing school, or maybe because of this whole pandemic situation this year, you might find yourself a new homeschooler and you never thought you'd be one. So no matter what your situation, or maybe you're a veteran homeschooler and you just need a little bit of, oh, what should I say? A little bit of a more flexible learning schedule. Here's the thing. We're going to talk about advice for homeschool schedules. I know this is a hot topic because when COVID-19 shut down the schools back in March, I mean, all over Facebook, everyone was sharing these like schedules, the, the, the uh, COVID school at home schedules, right? And they said, you know, from eight to nine, do this with your kids and from nine to 9.30. And they had this like really strict schedule all, you know, written out and there were these off, they were just flying all over social media. And I know a lot of us who've been homeschooling a long time, we were like, okay, you know, get it out of your system. You all think you need to do school at home. Um, because you think you need that 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 same schedule. But here's what I want to do today. I want to give you advice on homeschool schedules. This is if you are actually homeschooling, not doing um, you know cyber school where they're going to give you a schedule. This is if you're actually creating your own homeschool schedule. You have the freedom to do your own curriculum. This is what this episode is all about. I want to help you through some scheduling tips and advice. I want to debunk some of those myths, like I have to do it the way public school did it. And so I want to just let you in on a few things that I hope will make your homeschool year so much more relaxed than you thought possible. And so much just just more... Um, actually easier to accomplish than you thought. You might be looking at the year ahead and thinking, oh my word, what have I gotten myself into? But I want to just calm your fears and say, you can do this. And let's, here's my best advice. Okay. We've been homeschooling for, I can't even count, like well over a decade. My, my oldest is going to graduate this year. And I, you know, he started in kindergarten. So I have a bit of years under my belt. I've also been a public school teacher. So I know the danger of trying to think, okay, we have to do it the way the public school does it, but you really don't. So let's jump in. Here are my five best tips on advice for homeschool schedules. Okay. I know I titled this um, episode about 
schedules, but I'm going to say as my first point, throw out the word schedule. I know it's the word everyone uses because it's what you think you need. You think you need a schedule, but actually routine is a better word. Schedules make you think of this rigid timeline where math is from eight to nine and you better fit it in there and it can't go longer and it has to start at eight and all of that stuff. That's not true. Routine is the better word because it tells you that you can have flexibility. Routine is basically just a flow. Like what comes next? You definitely want to have a plan for your homeschool, but it doesn't have to be rigid like a schedule would make you think. So more a routine would be more like, what do we do when we get up? We eat breakfast and we get our chores done. And then when that's done, whether it's 8, 8.30 or 9, it doesn't matter. The next thing we do is we start math and we want to get that done when we're fresh. Then after we've worked at that for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever for the age of your kids, you know, whether we're done or not, we're putting it away because that's that's all the brain work we have. We we don't have the capacity to work on math for three hours. You know, we're not doing this going into tears thing. We're just doing a little chunk every day. Okay, then we're gonna move on to our read aloud on the couch, and then we're gonna move on to the next thing. And so you have a flexible routine. The great thing about routines is if someone wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, if it takes longer to eat breakfast, if someone, you know, sleep needs to sleep in that day, you don't feel like you have to wake up your kids to start school at eight o'clock. Gives you that flexibility and freedom to just roll with it, right? Sometimes there's um, someone doesn't feel well, maybe it's mom, maybe you need a little more time to yourself in the morning. And that's completely fine. Every day is different. Your kids are going to be excited some days to do school, not so excited other days. But a routine allows you to still get through your bulk of your homeschool day without feeling like you're behind. What happens with a schedule when you say math is from eight to nine and you don't get started till 845 and then there's crying for 10 minutes and then you're like, oh, we're already behind. You know, we ruined our schedule for the day. That's the problem with schedules. So my first bit of advice is to actually throw out the schedule and set up a routine. All right, point number two, I would say to have a really relaxed and um, productive homeschool, go with your kids' natural energy. Some kids need to sleep in, and you might have found if you previously had your kids in public school and all of a sudden they were home with the pandemic, you might've found that by letting them sleep in, they were nicer people to be around because sometimes some kids need a lot of sleep. And if they're just not getting enough and they have to wake up early and catch the bus, they might be grumpy all the time. So having a more relaxed schedule, I know I heard from a lot of people that, Hey, my kids are home and they're playing outside and they're sleeping in and they're getting enough sleep. They are so relaxed, happy. The anxiety has gone away. You might find that for your kids as well. So what I love about homeschooling is I don't wake anyone up. My kids don't sleep in really late anyway. Even my teenagers, they get up pretty early, but I probably wouldn't wake them up even if they were sleeping in because they need that sleep. And I'm okay with going with a flexible schedule. You might want to rethink like morning versus afternoon, depending on the ages of your kids. Um, You know, maybe you do need to get the bulk done early in the morning because your young kids are up early. Just get it done while they're fresh because in the afternoon they tend to plummet. Or maybe your teens sleep in and they work better in the afternoon. So just be aware that you can totally be flexible with this. You know, you have to take into account when you need the schoolwork to be done. If you're working from home or if you have other responsibilities, you might have to say, guys, we do have to get school done by lunchtime because I need the afternoon to do this and this. 
Another thing to take into account is your life situation, babies and toddlers. You might find that nap time is a great time to get some one-on-one done with your other kids when your babies and toddlers are down for a nap. So there's a lot to take into account, but that's why I love the idea of a routine and here's what we do next, not necessarily the time frame that you think it needs to be in. So here's my third piece of advice in relationship to schedules and routines. Remember that homeschool doesn't take as long as public school. You are doing the most efficient model out there. You're basically a one-on-one tutor. You have one child in this grade, except if you have twins, but you have, you know, one or two kids per grade level. Even if you're doing multiple ages together with like history or science, still you only have a couple kids to do that with. This is not you teaching a classroom of 25, needing to keep kids busy while other ones catch up. There is none of that. And I don't want you to get into the, I have to replicate school at home. The beauty of it is you're homeschooling. You're doing life at home. You're trying to foster a love of learning. And that's not going to look like a rigid schedule and bells and whistles and busy work and all this stuff. It doesn't have to look like public school at home. And so it's not going to take as long. You would be so surprised to learn that you can do first grade within an hour or two, because the honest fact is a lot of the time in a first grade classroom is busy work while the teacher works with some kids. You're going, you're lining up, you're doing lunch, you're doing passing out stuff. You're doing all of these things. You're doing play or you're doing, you know, um, um, cooperative learning, which your kids are naturally getting these things just by being at home, being with their siblings, going to a co-op. It's just not going to take as long. There's a lot of administrative and wasted time in a public school classroom. And if you've ever been to school yourself, you know this. So homeschool's not going to take as long. So remember that when you're thinking about your schedules and routines, your kids do not need to be sitting in a desk from eight to two in order to count as school. So that's point number three. Here's one more bit of advice um, for if you have kids in K through eight, you could even consider doing school four days a week. And on the fifth day, make that your field trip day, your library day, your co-op day, uh, gym class, like art, like the fun stuff. So you don't have to do these hardcore academics five days a week. You could totally make a flexible schedule like that. I know my high schoolers, um, they even do school four days a week. They do longer days because they get certain amount of hours in for each credit hour, but then that allows them to actually work two days a week, uh, Friday and Saturday. So they feel like they're getting in that work experience as well and earning money for college. So I love the flexibility of homeschool. It doesn't have to be five days a week, eight to two or eight to three, it doesn't have to look like that. So go ahead and think outside the box, see what would work best for your situation and your family. All right, here's my last bit of advice as far as homeschool schedules and routines. The most important thing to make sure from day one that your kids know in order for your days to go smoothly is, do they know what to do next? So Do they know the flow? Do they know the routine? It's not enough for you to know it. They have to know it because you don't want your kids coming to you after every little thing and say, mom, what do I do next? You know, it can just really turn into chaos. So do they know what to do next? And do they know when school is considered done? Here are some ideas for getting that out clearly and communicating that to your kids. The most simple thing you could do is just make a list. Like here's a list, a little check mark, put a check mark next to each subject when you get it done. We're going to do 
these subjects every day. And after you check them off, you're done. So you could say, hey, you choose the order. So just pick one, let's do it. Then pick another one, let's do it. And when you're done your checklist, you're done for the day. A great way to do this for kids in elementary school, it's a very visual way to do it. And it's a great way to organize your homeschool supplies as well, is to do work boxes. I love work boxes. We've done them always in elementary school. When I had four boys, um, when we were starting homeschooling, we only had the four boys and we totally did work boxes. And they would know that when they got each work box complete, they were done their school day. And it was a way for them to be able to keep working and not have to ask me what to do next. So if you want to see what work boxes are, I will link a video in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 76. I'm also using work boxes this year for my rising second grader, and she's the only one that's using them, but they're excellent for keeping things organized and keeping your routine just smoothly flowing. And then finally, what we love to do for, you know, like upper elementary, middle school and high school is Trello.com. Trello is free and I have lots of videos that show you how to use it. I'll link to all those in the show notes as well. And Trello basically is like, um, it's like an online list. So my kids have their weekly, uh, homeschool tasks all laid out for them on their Trello board. They check off when they're done. They know what to do each day. If they have a day where they need to rearrange the schedule, they can easily do that, which if you had a paper planner, it would make a mess, right? If you had everything written in on your schedule and then you had to rearrange it, it would make a mess. But because it's online, it's easy to drag and drop and change around their schedule. And they love Trello. I love it because I can keep track of what they're doing. And so I just love it. I think you will too if you have older kids. So definitely check out my links about Trello in the show notes. Well, I hope this episode on homeschool schedules has given you a little clarity of what kind of things you need to take into account when you're setting up your new homeschool year. Definitely check out uh, 41more.com forward slash YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. And I definitely want you to check out 41more.com forward slash new. If you're a new homeschooler this year, you really don't know what you're doing. You don't know where to start. Check out that post and it's going to give you all the ins and outs that you you need to get started on the right foot. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful homeschool year, whether you started already or you're looking at starting in the next few weeks. You can do this, and I just really hope you have a wonderful year. Thanks for listening, and in the meantime, happy homeschooling.